Hi, I'm Rohan Dharm Kumar, the host of First Principles. If you're listening to this, it means you'll only be able to hear a small part of our entire episode. To hear the full version, click on any of the full episode links right below. We also have links in the show notes. Don't worry, it's still completely free and widely available. Just not here. All right, on to the show now. Uh, my CFO, who's kind of an elderly gentleman, called up and said, Hey, Baska, we cannot pay the money for this this month. We don't have the salaries. <laughs> what do we do? I know a gentleman called Enes Raghavan. He was the co-founder of Infosys. He had just retired in 2000. Why didn't we go meet him? So the next day, which is on 25th of that month, I remember, we went to, went to meet him. And I gave him a lot of mumbo-jumbo about how Bluetooth and wireless and multimedia is going to change the world and all of that. He listened to it about 45 minutes and said, Baska, I don't understand a thing of what you're speaking. But I can tell you, you folks are passionate. So tell me what you need, is what he asked me. I don't think I was prepared for that question of, tell me what you need. So the largest number I can think of is said two crores. I said, I need two crores. Then he called somebody and actually wrote a check in front of me, gave it to me. That was kind of a completely surprising moment. I don't think I ever expected somebody to write a two crore check uh, immediately to an unknown person, completely out of the blue. And I asked him, what's the terms? And all. he said, don't worry about all of that. We'll, we'll discuss later. Go solve your salary problem right now. Just continue, then we'll talk about it. I think that changed the way of trust levels that people could have on completely different individuals and how, how he saw entrepreneurship. I think truly that that was a big changing moment. And in fact, when we started Amagi, and the first check came from, from NS, NS Raghavan. So they wrote a 12 crore check without having a business plan. Literally, there's nothing. They said, we trust you. Just go ahead and do it. I remember the first venture capital was Mayfield Series A fund that we we're doing. A week before series a term sheets had come in from uh, from Mayfield, and Mayfield told us, "Hey, can you give us the term sheets for the the the, the final documents for the last round?" And he said, "I didn't have anything." And we had 25 crores invested by NS Raghun, and not a single piece of paper between us. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of First Principles a podcast from The Ken, where we ask some of India's most successful entrepreneurs and leaders about their lenses. Not physical lenses, of course, but the mental lenses that equip them to see and interact with the world differently than others. These could be their personal philosophies, mental models, or decision-making frameworks. But they could just as easily be their reading habits, parenting styles, or personal interests. I'm Rohin Dharmakumar, CEO and co-founder of The Ken and the host of this show. My endeavor will be to make each episode an authentic, candid and insightful conversation about the lenses each guest puts on and how they help them navigate both work and life differently than most of us. My guest in our second episode is Bhaskar Subramanian, the co-founder and CEO of Amagi a Bangalore-headquartered company that makes the software products that power most of the world's best-known TV channels, media publishers, video streaming platforms, and even smart TVs. The 12-year company is on a tear. Having raised around $100 million in venture funding last September, it raised another $100 million in March. And a few days before this recording, news broke that it was looking to raise another $100 million. It's worth close to $1.5 billion, making it a unicorn. But it's also profitable, making it unlike most unicorns. 
Once again, the Amagi we see today has very little in common with what it started as. A company started by Bhaskar and his two co-founders, neither of whom had a clue about the TV space, but still hell-bent on disrupting it by buying and selling ads. They found a great investor and loads of luck. So let's dive right in and see the world through Bhaskar's lenses. Entrepreneurship is like a drug addiction. Once you get in, you can't get out. Basker, do you recognize these words? It's been that since uh, my school days, I guess. <laughs> so hmm. it is absolutely yes. <laughs> do you want to explain that? Uh, so essentially, just going back, uh, I did my first business uh, selling uh, small cuppies or fishes uh, when I was in my school days. So that's my first <laughs> stretch into kind of getting into entrepreneurship to some extent, right? So that stint was about my me and my brother. We used to go into a, a small pond, get the cuppies, put it in a bottle, allow them to grow. And then actually sell it for, I think, 10 paise each. <laughs> so that was our first brush to entrepreneurship. And I think it was fun. It told you that if customers exist, then there's value to be created. And uh, pretty much beyond that, life's always been, I've been an entrepreneur all my life. So never been in a corporate setup is about two years is what some total that I worked. So to that extent, for me. You, you said it's a drug. What's the high that it gives you? I guess I do not know of any other profession that I can think of that I can actually do. Technically, if, if, if people allow me to say, okay, tomorrow, get out of a magi, maybe I have to do something else. I would rather go back and do something else again. Uh, I don't think I, I, I know how to work in a setup, in a corporate or in any environments, I'm, because I've not learned to do that. And uh, that, that's just been the journey. So I, I don't know what's the other side is, technically, to tell you whether this is the high, because, because this is the only thing I know, literally. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, we first met in 2012, uh, right. When I met you as a journalist and when I wrote my first story on Amagi, uh, you'd raised about less than $5 million back then. Correct. We then met in 2016 when I was starting um, right. the Ken along with my co-founders. Right. Obviously, like a lot of distance has, like time has gone since then. Last year in September, you raised $100 million. Correct. Then in March this year, you raised $95 million. Correct. And then in the last two days, news emerged that uh, there is a rumored fundraising of another $100 million that's possibly coming into Amagi. That's a good rumor. Yeah, <laughs> I'll keep it that. <laughs> what do you intend to do with all this money? Uh, where I think, uh, if you look at it from a journey of the of Amagi itself, it's been an interesting kind of a lot of twists and turns in the journey itself. But starting 2016, uh, we've been in a market where the market's actually changing and evolving. And uh, I tell a lot of people, success of companies are, we are all children of the market. The market's transforming, we all look good, and then we continue to grow along with that. So I think we've been fairly lucky in that position in terms of being in the right place, right time. In the 2016-17 timeframe, when the whole streaming television uh, started to really grow and dramatically grow across the whole globe. 
And our solutions had a good product market fit, which is so good that we're seeing growth tremendously happening. Today, I, I want to interrupt you there because you before you go in, I, I really want our listeners, because having covered and written about Amagi myself right, right. and what Amagi is today, True. I know they're not the Very same. Very different uh, companies. Right. The closest or the simplest example I could find of what Amagi is, as you describe, is we're a glass-to-glass solutions company. Correct. But that doesn't make a lot of sense, sense. to the average Absolutely. lay listener. Absolutely. Would you like to explain in perhaps a line what Amagi is? So Amagi is a media technology company. We focus only with uh, all our customers are content owners, creators of content of some form. And when I talk about content, I'm talking about premium television-like content, live news, sports, uh, the so premium customers movies. would be customers would be like of NBC or CBS or Discovery, and a lot of mid-tier TV channels, TV but... channels, and a lot of mid-tier uh, content owners, wannabe content owners who've come on board. For example, a Yahoo News is a customer of ours. They're not the biggest television channel, but really somebody who's kind of creating new systems. And what do you do for them? Okay, so what do we do? Fairly straightforward. We are in the business of allowing them to make channels or product, producing content, moving that to every distribution platform worldwide, wherever they want to distribute the content. So it's almost a logistics sort of a world of what we do. And eventually, a limit to monetize. So we are a picks and shovels company. So think about if I are a TV channel or a network, you used to do all your jobs in an operating environment, in an on-prem, big offices, large number of servers and others. What Amagi has done is pretty much removed all of that constraint, put everything as a virtualized software infrastructure in the cloud. And through a browser, pretty much you can manage all your media operations, distribute the content worldwide, wherever you want to take the content to, and eventually be able to monetize it through advertising models that Amagi is already integrated with. So it's a it's a it's a business to business problem. So obviously, uh, we don't we don't uh, we don't interact with consumers directly, uh, but we obviously enable and distribute content to end consumers on behalf of the distribution platforms. So the glass to glass bit is from the camera, camera glass to the to the television set. So pretty much the fundamental hypothesis, uh, Rohan, is uh, fairly straightforward. We truly believe that in a world where we live in today, software can pretty much manage everything. Obviously, a camera cannot be replaced as a glass needed there. You've reached the end of the first part of the podcast. To listen to the full episode, click on any of the full episode links on the page or head to the show notes and find the links. The episode is still completely free and widely available, just not here. Once again, thanks for tuning in.